Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is The Paradox of Faith. I want to make three points for not wavering between opinions. There are so many opinions around you, including your own. (laughs) And the truth is where we are to remain and where we're to stay established. So the number one point I want to talk about is we are established. You know, in Colossians 2, 6 through 8, it says, As therefore ye received Christ the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in your faith. See, he establishes our faith by confirming his word with his actions, his wonders, his promises, fulfillment, his power. He is fulfilling those things. He's confirming and he has already done it. And as we look at the gospels of Jesus and we read the word of God and we by faith embrace what he says, we find his word is established and his work is established in you. And the word established here in the Greek means to make firm, establish, confirm, and make sure. It's the word bebaeo. It means to prove its truth and divinity. See, that word established in your faith is that he is proving its truth and divinity. He will always answer your faith. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. And he is establishing that faith with proof of his truth and his divinity. This word is the same word found in Mark 16, 20, where it says, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word by the signs that followed. He always established his word with them. He always confirmed his word with signs that followed. He's confirming his word to you. He is establishing that word to you. It is proof of his truth and divinity. And he's making clear that he wants you to embrace your faith that he has put in you, that he has built up in you, just as it said in Colossians, that you're rooted and built up in him. Well, another scripture where this same word, beobaeo, is Romans 15, 8. It means making good the promises by the event and to fulfill them. So he is establishing your faith by making good on the promises by the event that he did, which was the death and resurrection. And it was everything he did while he walked on this earth. And it's what he's doing for you right now, fulfilling everything. It says in Romans 15, 8, for I say that Christ has been made a minister of the circumcision. What's, what does that mean? It's the covenant he's made, the covenant of the heart. It's not by law, but it's by fulfillment of the law that he did. And it says here that I say that Christ has been made a minister of that covenant for the truth of God, that he might confirm the promises given. This is the same word, establish, confirm right here. And it is making it clear that he is confirming every promise he's given. And again, this word established is in 1 Corinthians 1, 5 through 6, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all utterance and all knowledge, you are enriched in Christ, in all utterance, in all speaking, in all word, and in all knowledge. He's bringing revelation to you, that revelation knowledge of who he is. And it goes on in verse 6, it says, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, everything he has done, everything he is All he has promised is confirmed 
in you. And this is being rooted and built up, established in your faith. He's establishing this through him, through his word, through his confirmation. In Hebrews 2, 2 and 3, it says, For if the word spoken, which having at the first been spoken through the Lord, was confirmed unto us by them that heard. See, he is confirming it. He says it over and over. Here, he's saying the word was spoken. And he's saying the word from Genesis to Revelation was spoken by the Lord from the very beginning. And he's confirmed it. See, we don't have to waver in our opinion as we lock into him and lock on to him and lock on to his word and grab a hold of it and be established and confirmed in our faith, expecting him to confirm our faith with signs and wonders following every promise he's given because he's manifesting that promise. Well, in Colossians 2, 7 through 8, it says this, even as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving, take heed, lest there be anyone that make spoil of you through his philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Well, here he's saying to take heed, watch out, beware, don't let anything spoil you through philosophy or opinions. Those opinions, those wavering opinions that are rooted in vanity, as the book of Ecclesiastes talks about, the vanities of vanities, and he's calling it vain deceit because it's following after traditions of men and reasonings of men and the rudiments of the world or worldviews that are not holding on to the truth of God or what Christ has done. And he's saying here, don't let anyone sway you into those opinions because in verse 10 and 13, it says, and in him, you are made full. I say, did he make alive together with him? He has made us alive together with him and we are made full in him. And we don't have to think about it not being that way. And how is this? What, what is the paradox of faith being said here? Well, let's look first at opinion. Opinion is a view or a judgment formed about something, not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. That's the definition in the dictionary. So it's not based on fact or knowledge, or we're going to say truth. It's a judgment that's formed about something, maybe through experiences, through things that you've seen, or through those philosophies and traditions of men and worldviews. And so it begins to cause you to waver. And it goes on here in this uh, uh, dictionary's definition that it becomes a belief stronger than impression, and it's less strong than positive knowledge. And it's a person rigid in opinions. So he's saying that this belief in opinion is stronger than impression, and it's less strong than positive knowledge. So in the dictionary, it's talking about opinion becoming a belief. And here again, we're talking about Colossians where it says, take heed, don't let anyone make spoil of you through these philosophies or opinions that would cause you or to, to sway even the opinions that you may make up yourself and what you have gotten opinion of because of what you've been through or the circumstances you've been entwined in. You know, we could take a look at first Kings 18, where we're talking about here, Elijah and his situation. Well, Elijah was faced with the prophets of Baal, and he said this to them and all the people that were there. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. You know, you're faltering between two opinions. You can look back and say, Lord, if you're God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to follow you. What are you saying to me? 
you know, as these opinions go back and forth, why and how long are we going to go back and forth between these two opinions? Because God is God. Well, he says he's going to establish and confirm and show what he's done. Well, in John 10, 19, it says this, when he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. That is Jesus speaking. And his speaking brought people in a division of their opinions. They just were tripping over what, what am I to think here? Who is this Jesus? What is he saying? What is he doing? And as he did this, and as he spoke, and as he taught the word of God, and as he revealed the father, he was showing signs and wonders. You see them all through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, in James 1, 8, it says, a man unsettled in his opinions is unstable in all his ways. Well, if you're unsettled and you're wavering back and forth, that stability is not there. You have got to set your feet and plant them down in the truth of God's word. And we don't need to waver because we have been redeemed. See, the confession of Jesus was on the cross. He made something specifically said by the words of his mouth. And he made it clear that he was redeemed so we could be redeemed. And that's found in Luke 23, 46 and Psalm 31, 5. And Jesus crying with a loud voice said, Father, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. Well, he was quoting Psalm 31, 5, where it says, into thy hand, I commend my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Jehovah, thou God of truth. When Jesus said that, he knew redemption was there. He knew he was redeemed and he knew he was redeeming each one of us individually who believe and, and grab a hold and of him and just embrace him and his work and what he has done. And that is why we don't have to waver and be unstable in all our ways, because he has done it. He has redeemed us. We don't need to waver between two opinions because every day with him is truth, his truth, his redemption carries everything. And he redeemed us. He set it on the cross into thy hands. I commend my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me. And he is our redeemer. And first Peter one, eight, it says, knowing that ye were redeemed, we can know that we've been redeemed. We don't have to waver. We don't have to go back and forth and allow the circumstances or the pressures or the situation to push us down. We don't need to be wavering between what his word says and anything else from philosophies and circumstances or whatever's trying to define an opinion in you or to you. You don't have to be moved by those things because we are redeemed in Christ. Well, the Greek word for redeemed is latrao. It means to deliver, to deliver from evils of every kind, internal and external, and to be liberated by having one pay a ransom for you. We have been delivered. We have been liberated internally and externally. That means everything on the inside of you and everything that affects you on the outside. And the Hebrew word for redeemed is peda. It means that you're rescued, preserved, and ransomed. In Psalm 4011, it tells us truth preserves us. Withhold not thy tender mercies from me, O Jehovah. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. That word there is peda. His truth is continually preserving us. And so we don't need to waver because as we believe in his truth and stand in his truth, we can see that his truth 
has come forth through Jesus Christ to us. Every truth of God is ours. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 1, 16 through 17, it says, For of his fullness we all received, and grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Truth has come through him to us. We don't have to waver between those opinions or go back and forth and wondering and be unstable. We can stand that grace and truth came through him. The law came through Moses. That is the Old Testament. Everything was, you have to do it this way. You have to do that. Well, Jesus came in the New Testament, the new covenant, and he said, I'll do it for you. I will do it for you. And grace and truth comes to you through me. You know, he says his word is truth. And as we embrace his word, we can take a hold of Psalm 25, five, where it says, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation for thee. Do I wait all the day? We can, we, you know, when it talks about mounting up on wings of eagles and waiting on the Lord, it doesn't mean just sitting and waiting for something to happen. It means that we can grab a hold of his truth. We can allow his truth to teach us and we can know that he is the God of our salvation, that he has done it and we can stand in that truth. That's what the word wait means to stand, to be established as we started with this, to be established and, and allow him to bring the signs and the wonders following. That means the action of his truth, what he has promised and what he's said and what he is doing for you this very moment and every minute of the day. In Psalm 25:10 it says all the paths of Jehovah are loving kindness and truth and unto such as keep his co covenant and his testimonies. Keep his word. That is his covenant with you. He sealed it with the blood of Jesus. He brought the answer in the resurrection. He absolutely accomplished it on the cross. And he walked this earth in flesh showing us his love and his will and his loving kindness is ours. And we can be established in those paths of truth. You know, in second Corinthians six, one through 10, it, it talks about working together with him and treating to us who receive the grace of God to not receive it in vain. What does that mean? He goes on to say, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, meaning you can stand in the grace of God when it doesn't look like things are going your way, when it doesn't look like it's happening, don't receive the grace of God in vain. Stand steadfast, knowing that you can call those things that be not as though they are. But in all things, approving yourselves as ministers of God, we are all ministers of his word. We are all expressing the word of God, the works of God, the signs and the wonders of God, because he says, behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's now. The word of God tells us that faith is now. Now is that time. It is your moment. It is right here. And that moment, you don't have to be moved by what you see. It says, give no occasion of stumbling in anything. And it goes on and it talks about all these challenges and all these things that happen. And he's saying, including don't stumble in the word of truth. Don't stumble in the power of God because you are possessing all things. So here the scripture is talking about not wavering in troubled times because grace was not received in vain because you possess all things. They belong to you. And again, you call those things that are not as though they are. 
which the word of God tells us clearly to do that because the manifestation of your faith, you will see it. Don't waver between two opinions. Stay in the truth. Don't be moved by the trouble or what you see. You know, my husband was in a truck accident and our son was three years old at the time. And I was at home and I had a phone call come and they said, I don't know if he'll be alive when you get there. I heard God's voice speak to me. He said, he shall live and not die and declare the glory of God. And I heard that word and I took a hold of that word, but I didn't feel like that was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. Everything inside of me, every moment in the, <laughs> from the place I had to travel to, I had to travel to another state to meet a, in a hospital. And they said they didn't even know if he would be alive when I got there. And I had to stay with it. And every feeling, every emotion, everything inside of me was screaming something else. But God's word was strong. God's word was stable. It didn't look good. It didn't feel good. And boy, I didn't even think it was very good. But I know this, his word is truth. And what he said, he did. And what was promised, he had accomplished. And the sign and the wonder was there. Because when I got to that hospital, the, the doctor said to me, he shouldn't even be alive. He shows signs of serious internal damage. And they went through the list of what they found, but they did not speak death. They did not have death to offer because life was working in that situation. And that was a manifestation of God's faith, of his establishment of his word in my life. And you can see that and you can hold it. That is the testimony of the Lord. It is the testimony of what he has done. And there are so many stories and testimonies of people that God has moved in their lives and he has absolutely manifested his promise and you possess all things. Don't be moved if it doesn't look like it. You will see it. You will see the manifestation of what he has accomplished. It belongs to you. He's promised it. It's a paradox. And that word paradox is defined as something that's a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or a proposition that when investigated or explained is proven to be well-founded or true. It may look contradictory to your situation. It may not look right. It may seem like it isn't true. It may seem like it is absolutely not going to happen, but it is proven and it is well-founded in truth. That is the paradox of faith. And you have it. Stand without wavering between two opinions. His word said it. That settles it. And the promise is yours. The blessing is yours. Live in that joy. Experience the fullness of who he is. He guides you in that truth. He teaches you in that truth. He is the God of your salvation. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He has redeemed you in truth through Jesus Christ. And as he has spoken, you don't have to waver between divided opinions. No, you don't have to be unsettled in opinions causing you to be unstable. You can stand strong in his promise because he was made a minister of the covenant for the truth that it would be confirmed in you 
for you and through you. And as Mark 16, 20 promises, as you go forth and speak God's word and embrace God's word, the Lord is working with you, confirming his word with signs and wonders following. Father, I pray that every person who has listened to this podcast, that they will experience through you that they don't have to be moved or look at what's around them. They can be moved and look at your word because you have promised and established your word and you are establishing it for and through and in everyone who believes, who chooses you. And I pray they choose you and I pray they choose your word. And I thank you, Father, for the signs and the wonders confirming your word because you have established your word through Jesus Christ and you have finished it in him. And we give you praise for it and we thank you for the manifestation of your blessing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.